Welcome to Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD. This episode is brought to you by Griffles. Here's your host, Dr. Charles Turk. This is Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Charles Turk, and joining me to discuss how we can overcome barriers for patients with COPD associated with alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency, or AATD, is Dr. Brian Smith. Dr. Smith specializes in family medicine and hospice and palliative medicine and for sales family medicine in Kentucky. Dr. Smith, thanks for being here today. Happy to be here and uh, spread the word about alpha-1 and COPD. Well, to get us started, Dr. Smith, when do you suspect that a patient with COPD has AATD? The classic definition or classic presentation is going to be a young person who comes to your office, often healthy, a runner even, who complains that they just can't run as far as they used to without getting short of breath or, you know, an office worker going upstairs can't go upstairs as easily. And then that they also have no history of smoking. And so you think, well, this is kind of weird. What is causing a pulmonary disease in a young person? And so you think, okay, well, alpha one, that might be it. And so you would work on that patient up for alpha one. But like I said, that's kind of your textbook example that any student uh, first-year resident is going to be like, oh yeah, that's uh, pretty identifiable. And after it's been on mystery diagnosis a couple times, uh, a lot of patients would even be able to figure that patient out. And how do we currently screen for AATD in patients with COPD? What do we need to know about it? So the current recommendations are screening uh, anybody with COPD, regardless of smoking history. Patients with asthma that have irreversible defect after bronchodilator therapy, and then uh, certain patients with uh, abnormal liver functions. And alpha-1 antitrypsin is a genetic disease, so anybody, any family member of a patient that has alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency. The screening test is, like I said, is it's genetic, so it can be done either with a buccal swab or a blood draw or even just a, a finger stick. And so it's very simple to do, and we even send the buccal swabs home with patients to test their family members if their family members can't get to the office in you know, either a rural area or underserved area. And those test kits are free. Now, does our current approach to AATD screening in patients with COPD have any limitations? I think the biggest limitation is probably two. Uh, One, the biggest would be just clinician knowledge. Classically, AAT is taught as a very rare disease in medical school and in uh, PA and NP schools. You know, you find one patient and you can retire because that means you've seen enough patients. However, the truth is it's very common. I wouldn't say very common, but it's very common for a rare genetic disease on the scale of, in some populations, uh, consistent with cystic fibrosis and several other tests and more common in genetic diseases that we screen for on the newborn screen. So I think that's the number one limitation is doctors think that we're just not going to see it in our careers. And then I think uh, probably the second limitation would be lack of penetration of guidelines. And so what I try to teach people that come through my office, residents and students, just in any time you consider prescribing an inhaler or consider that a patient has asthma or COPD, if I don't have spirometry in my office, which a lot of clinicians don't. I personally do, but if you know I'm practicing and I don't, and I want to test somebody um, for COPD or asthma, then I should be testing them for alpha-1 at the same time. So basically, it's any time you think about an inhaler, 
you should be thinking about and testing for screening for alpha-1. For those just joining us, this is Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Charles Turk, and I'm speaking with Dr. Brian Smith about screening for alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency, or AATD, in patients with COPD. So with the challenges we've discussed in mind, Dr. Smith, are there any strategies we could employ to better or more proactively detect AATD in patients with COPD who are likely to have it? Yeah, I think a couple of things. One would be aggressively testing family members of patients that have it. That's how you find the vast majority, it seems like, of your patients. Because it's being a genetic disease, you can find one patient and then you go down their family tree or up their family tree and you can find several more. And then, so that's pretty useful. I think uh, we've done a few community screenings. Um, like I said, since the test is free, you know, you can set up a booth at a uh, health fair or even, you know, it's coming up and then you have all those great summer fairs and setting up a booth there to test people that have COPD. And, you know, that's pretty easy to screen for. Uh, do you use an inhaler? All right, let's get you tested for alpha one. And then, like I said before, you know, any time you are prescribing a inhaler or thinking about prescribing an inhaler for a patient, uh, you should also be screening that patient for alpha one. And how do we reduce the time from when patients experience symptoms to both getting a diagnosis and receiving treatment? I think like with most lung diseases or cancers, it's uh, early screening, early detection is the key to ideal treatments. And so it's picking up that uh, COPD patient at their first visit for shortness of breath. It's not waiting for them to, you know, five years down the road and you've advanced them from single therapy to dual therapy to triple therapy. And now you're like, oh, maybe we should test them for alpha one. It's testing them at the first visit, at first point of contact. That way, like I said, it's a genetic disease, so it's going to show up at any time in their life. And so testing them sooner will get you the results faster. And then at that point, you have the choice of calling your local pulmonologist um, or your testing rep and discussing the results and then figuring out uh, who needs to be referred. Or, you know, obviously I do a lot of alpha one and that's why I'm doing this interview. So I, it is possible and easy for, you know, primary care physicians to treat alpha one. Also, um, there's some guidelines for that. And if you get into that, I would you know, suggest you look at some resources and there's a few things that you need to do, like hepatitis vaccines and smoking cessation discussion, that type of stuff. But if you're not comfortable treating alpha one and you want to refer to a pulmonologist, then I think that's totally reasonable also. But screening early at that first point of contact, I think is critical. Now, as we come to a close, Dr. Smith, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience today? I would say to recap one, it's a much more common disease than what we were taught uh, in medical school. It's uh, as common, if not more common than multiple tests on the newborn screen, which everybody in America gets. Number two, it is a free and easy test. It's a genetic test. So it's a finger stick, blood jaw, or buccal swab. And then number three is you can and should, and the guidelines support this, test any patient essentially who you're reaching in to give an inhaler to. Those are some really great takeaways for us to consider as we come to the end of today's program. I want to thank my guest, Dr. Brian Smith, for joining me to share his insights on alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency testing for patients with COPD. Dr. Smith, it was great having you on the program. Happy to join and share the knowledge and uh, the interest in alpha-1. 
This episode of Clinician's Roundtable was brought to you by Griffles. For information about Alpha One screening or to order a free Alpha ID screening kit to rule out Alpha One deficiency in your patients, visit this episode's landing page and click on the Click Here link to access the order form. To access this and other episodes in this series, visit ReachMD.com slash Clinician's Roundtable, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.